Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Red X Podcast. I'm here with Ricky Carruth. We've got some cool stuff that we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to shoot from the hip a little bit and uh, see where the conversation takes us. So I'm super excited about that. So whether you're streaming YouTube, Facebook, uh, or you're right on our Red X uh, page, make sure that if you have questions, make sure to chat those in and uh, we'll have Ricky answer any questions that we have. Ricky, you've been on the podcast before, but welcome back. Thanks for being with us. Oh, man, dude, it's always a pleasure, bro. Always a pleasure. As, as always. So um, you have been a guest on the podcast before, but as uh, as we've done this podcast now for about six months, we've got a, a much larger audience. Can you can you give us the Cliff Notes version of, of how you got to where you are? And then I want to dive into that actually a little bit more into some of the nitty gritty of that. Dude, the Cliff Notes are that you know where do i begin there's no cliff notes all right number one all right but but just to kind of simplify it and uh condense it down a little bit um man i basically grew up roofing houses uh failed a history class said okay i'm just gonna do real estate <laughs> i'm a real estate agent now and uh you know i was 20 years old i made a lot of money quick i fell right on my face lost everything Went completely broke, bankrupt, sleeping on friends' couches, uh, slept in my car a couple nights. And uh, man, I went back to roofing houses and decided I'm going to be a real estate agent again. <laughs> so I read 100 books and figured out that, um, you know, to build a real business, where I went wrong the first time was that I was too focused on the deals and the money and the transactions and that it has to be about people and building those long-term relationships and the accumulation of those relationships over time is what builds a stable business that will carry you through any kind of market transition. So in 2008, I got back in the business, started building my business on people, not deals. And uh, dude, the rest is history, man. I've been selling 100 properties a year since 2014. I'm still going. I'm having my best year ever this year. And, uh, you know, I hadn't I hadn't really, I don't, the only thing I do marketing wise at this point is a weekly email and I'm building other businesses. So, um, you know, what else can I say? I, I love it. It's, it's amazing. And, and, uh, uh, what I, what I really want to dig into a little bit is it's easy when you, when you, like you said, you started, you made a lot of money right away, then fell on your face. It's, it's a lot of times when that happens for people and then they go into round two, like you did, uh, they they want to repeat and do the exact same things over. So what was it? What was it for you that made you realize that? Look, round two, getting into real estate the second time, I've got to do something different because you'd already seen success. Why not just duplicate it again? Why? I, what what made the change for you? Because I fell on my face, man. So it's like, why would I do the same thing I did before if I just if I if I fell on my face the first time? You know. Um, and, and to go further, like I'm still doing things, I'm still trying new things and tweaking what I'm doing and, and introduce, I'm always trying something new, pushing the envelope, um, taking myself out of my comfort zone, um, always, always. But I'm one of these guys, you, you, 
you only have to tell me something one time, right? One time. When when my dad taught me how to roof houses, you know, he showed me how to lay shingles one time. That that's I mean, it's easy. You just put it on the line and you you shoot nails in the shingles, right? It's it's pretty simple. Same thing with real estate, man. Like once I realized that calling property owners on the phone was the key to it all. You didn't have to tell me that again. But then when I lost everything and got back in the business, it's like no one told me to value relationships. You know, they were they were just teaching me. See, I got caught up in the mainstream real estate coaching and training. OK, whereas, you know, they'll tell you how to call property owners or they'll tell you how to contact property owners or, you know, how to, you know, get get in front of property owners. But then they tell you how to just try to close deals. You know what I'm saying? That your your brokers, your your trainers, your coaches out there, mainstream training is only out there to try to put you in a situation where you can figure out what the prospect can do for the agent, you know, which is the exact opposite of the way that it should be. We should all be out there trying to figure out what us as the agent can do for the prospect. And if you do it that way, you build a lifelong relationship full of 10 to 20 deals. Every relationship you put in place is worth 10 to 20 deals to you over the life of your career. And so the problem is that mainstream training doesn't, doesn't, doesn't teach you this. And so I got caught up right. in, Hey, do you want to sell? Hey, you know, who do you know? And all these cliche scripts. And it wasn't founded on building real relationships with my clientele. So I never really had any deep relationships. And when the market crashed, I didn't really understand what was going, how to, continue selling properties. One thing that I learned through the crash was that closings continue to happen every single day, regardless of what the market does. And so <laughs> once I realized closings don't stop, prices might adjust, but that's just to keep closings going. You know, prices adjust so that to a, to a level where people continue to buy. What does that tell you? That people are continuing to buy. You know what I'm saying? Like transactions continue by the truckloads every single day. And so what you have to do is just realize that the big picture of everything, the market is going to go through cycles and all this and that. But if you've never been through one of those cycles, it's pretty scary. It's like riding a roller coaster. You ride a roller coaster for the first time, you're like, oh my God, you know, but after you rode it and then the second time, it's just like, oh, this ain't nothing. There's nothing to this. Right. So same thing when, the market goes on this little roller coaster rides. The first time it's scary. You know, for me, I lost everything I had. I was bankrupt sleeping in my car, you know? So, but I learned from it and I came back, you know, much better because of it. I wouldn't change a thing. And, and here I am, like, I've got a business literally that is really, it just, it's a, it's a, it's a monster, right? I do a weekly email. I have 19,000 people on the email, 5,000 open it up every week. All right. That's some strong numbers. Okay. And that, and it, it took me, it took me 15 years and a hundred thousand cold calls to get there. And I had to dial those hundred thousand with my finger, bro, because there were, there was no dialer up to that point. The, the, the moment that my business was built, and like the cold calling was pretty much behind me at that point. I built my brand to where it needed to be. Then dialers came into the picture, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm sitting here like, man, and all these new agents are sitting there twiddling their thumbs through the pandemic, 
you know, like I can't do anything, you know, and or even in the market we're in now that is on fire, this is the healthiest market that we have ever seen. The healthiest market we have ever seen. And yeah, people absolutely. are taking advantage of it. Yeah, it's it's really it's been bizarre the last six months, right? I mean, COVID hit in March real hard and nobody really knew what to expect. And, uh, and you started to see a lot of people duck and cover, right? They were, they were hiding under their beds and waiting for things to blow over. And uh, those are probably the people, like you said, they'd never experienced that. That was their first time on a roller coaster. And then there were, the, there were those that were like, look, this is, this is uh, an amazing time to build your business and prepare. And it's turned out, I mean, markets didn't slow it at, at all in the last six months. In fact, uh, even locally here in Utah, I mean, it's, it's, you put a house on the and it's multiple offers. Yeah, it's crazy. In the middle of the pandemic, the middle, the shutdown, everybody's just sitting at their house doing nothing. What did I do? You can go back and see. I posted a video on YouTube that said the real estate market is going to surge more than we've ever seen once the economy opens back up. This was one of those predictions that I made. And I hate making predictions because nobody knows what's going to happen. But it was only common sense with the direction of how everything was going. <laughs> that we were going to see one of the largest surges that we've ever seen. And for you not to try to prepare and to put yourself in position to take it full advantage, right? You owe it to your family. You owe it to your mom, your dad, your brother, your cousin, your kids, your coworkers. Everybody wants to see you succeed. And you're sitting in the house like, can't do anything. You know, pandemic. What? what I mean, I, it's hard for me to relate. You know what I mean? If you can hear my voice, it's hard for me to relate with people who, who stand by and do nothing to try to provide a better life for, you know, their self and their family. So let's, I, I, I want to talk about some of those things, right? What are the things that you feel like are most important that people should be doing um, on a real tactical level? Let's get to the nitty gritty is what are the things that people should be doing right now? Um, whether they're new in the business, whether they're veterans, whatever, what, where should people be focusing their time and their energy right now? Talking to property owners, right? Okay. Talking to property owners. I don't really care. We'll, we, we'll get to nitty gritty, but I don't really care how you slice it up. Okay. Market share, market share. Okay. Who wants some market share, right? Market share is not how many transactions or closings that you have compared to the rest of the market. It's how many real relationships you have with property owners in your area. Okay. You got a million people in your area. Can you, can you make friends with 5,000 of those people, right? Um, is 5,000 more than anyone else in your market has are, are friends with? If you talk to property owners who did a deal and say, hey, how'd you pick your real estate agent? The most common response is gonna be, I have a friend in the business. I have a friend in the business, right? So, yeah, so yeah. it makes you think for a second. It's like, well, hold on a second. He has a friend in the business and that's the most common answer. Shouldn't the objective of all real estate agents just to become friends with property owners? <laughs> that should be the number one objective for every single real estate agent is just to become friends with real estate with property owners. Right? I mean, that, that's the name of the game, man, is, 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 is not, oh, can we set appointments? Oh, can we get emails? Oh, can we, you know, can we do deals? Can we get listings? Can we set up showings? Can we meet for lunch? You know, all that stuff comes from the skill level that you have of just 
making friends with people, right? And how do we make friends with people? First, you have to make them feel comfortable with you. How do you make them feel comfortable with you? How do you make them feel comfortable with you? By being comfortable with them. You know what I'm saying? So the way you talk to your mom, dad, brother, cousin, and how they're comfortable with you and you're comfortable with them, that's the exact same tone, body language, speed of voice you should have when you're talking to your prospects, right? So I'm getting kind of philosophical here <laughs> with all this stuff. Let's, let's, let's get back to the technical, the tactical stuff that you that you're wanting to get to. Like it, it, it really comes down to, you know, I don't care if you're, if you're like, okay, I want to call expires for sale by owners, pre foreclosures for rent by owners, geo leads. Like it doesn't matter to me kind of where you go. If you think of, if you think in your head, if you can create some kind of excuse to call someone, you know, like, like agents will be like, okay, you know, there's a new listing in this neighborhood. I'm going to call that neighborhood. Great. <laughs> some people, some agents reach out to me and they're like, you know, Ricky, there's a, there's a sale over here in this neighborhood. Should I call it? I'm like, yeah. Another agent's like, hey, a, a deal fell through in this other neighborhood. Should I call the neighborhood? Sure. It's like they, they create these excuses to call people. And really the, the bottom line is, is that there is an excuse to call every single property owner out there. You know what I mean? Like something sold around them, something went under contract, something was newly listed around every single property that there is. You may have a buyer for something. You may have, you, there, there's so many, you know, reasons. I mean, you can even call non-real uh, real estate related. I mean, we have, we had two hurricanes come through and miss us, went to the far west. I could have called property owners down here and talked to them about the hurricane and start to check on them and see if there's something I could do to help them. And then that conversation, the, the objective of the call is to open up a conversation just to see where it goes. Because at the end of the day, we're just trying to become friends with this person. You know what I mean? I, I, I love it, right? I even wrote down, I said, find an excuse to call every property owner, which a lot of times is, and we've talked about this on the podcast is, is, is why, what, what is the excuse? What do you use to call out to everybody? And what you're saying is it's not really that hard to come up with the excuse. Just find something, use the hurricane, use, use what's going on in the community, use what's going on in the market, use what's going on in the personal relationship. You're saying it's easy to find that excuse to call out to anybody. There's an excuse to call every single person. Listen, man, whatever agent, is talking to the most property owners with the best intentions and then build a brand around that is going to win, right? I, I look at it like this. If I, if I have five really great conversations every day, five days a week, okay, and I, and I, I build a, a, a little bond with those five people, really let them know I care, grab that email address, that's 100 in a month, 1,200 in a year, 24 in two years, 36 in three years. I am the now the number one agent in my area. Nobody knows how I did it. And it was all from having five little measly conversations that went nowhere. You know what I mean? So people think, oh, I did a call session. I, have, I made 100 calls. I didn't get anything out of it. And I'm like, well, did you have any, did you talk to anybody? They're like, yeah, I talked to 10 people. I'm like, cool. Did you have any really great conversations? Yeah, five. And I'm like, well, do you understand that that is that is a, each per each one of those people are worth 10 to 20 deals to you over the life of your career? You just did 50 to 100 deals over the next 20, 30 years. You just did 50 to 100 deals today. 
right? You just initiated that process of them buying something in two years, referring three people to you, reselling that property and upgrading, right? Referring three more people to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and what you're saying, right, is you build those relationships and then you'd mentioned, you threw out some numbers, you said, look, I send out 19,000 emails or an email weekly to 19,000 people. You get more than 25% of the people to open that up. Yeah. Uh, what, what's, what, is that that's all you're doing to maintain that relationship over those 10 to 20 years with these initial conversations? What am I going to do? Call 19,000 people and check on them? Right. See, here's what you need to understand, Tyler, that when you build your business, you need to figure out a way to scale yourself and scale your personality. Okay. It's called scalability of your personality. Okay. Because okay. each place personality is unique. Okay. And you have to build your brand around who you are. See, I'm just a hardworking maniac and people love okay. that because they know they know when they call me, then it's, it's, it's on, you know what I'm saying? Like they need a property, they want to sell something, it's done deal, you know? And they know that if they refer somebody to me, that it's a done deal. So I've built my brand around that. Okay. So you have to learn how to scale yourself. So, so what happens is, is that as you, as you're going, a lot of agents, they start their business. And they get into this thing where they want to call their past clients and stuff every so often. You can't scale that. I did it in the beginning of my career. And it's great to do in the beginning of your, of your career. But as you grow and your database grows, you can't do that. Because your past clients, you know, the, nor the regular normal cold call, and you, you may know the exact statistics, but you're going to be on the phone with those people for an average of two to three minutes versus a past client that did a deal with you or you've become friends with is going to want to talk to you for 20, 30, 40 minutes, catching up, seeing how it's going. There's no way that you can call. At some point, your, your database will get to the size. Not only will your database get to a size where it's not scalable at all, but also because of that, you're busy or doing deals. <laughs> it's like you're, right. you're busy. You're too busy to even call, even if your database is 500 or 100 people. So you have to put systems in place, whereas you can scale yourself. And so that's when in 2007, you know, when I got back in the business, right at the end of 2007, I had so many people, so many, I just listened to my clients. I had so many clients tell me, Hey, Ricky, send me a weekly list of foreclosures. I heard it like four or five times. And so I started making this list of people who wanted a weekly list of foreclosures. And after like a month or two sending weekly list of foreclosures to these people, I decided, you know what, I'm going to send this to my entire database. Why might all these other people might want to know about foreclosures as well. So I started sending it to my entire database. And then after a couple of years, as the foreclosures dwindled away, and there was more information in there than just foreclosures. It was other things, market information, stats, cool pictures. And over time, as the foreclosures dwindled, that email turned into basically kind of like a Ricky's market report kind of thing, you know, but it has my little stamp on it. Like these, these, my people in my database, they know that it's a bulk email, but see, I sit down every week and I actually come up with what I'm going to say. And I actually create the content and write the little blurb and I, I, and I set it all up and send it out. So they know it's bulk, but they still feel a little bit of that Ricky in there. They still get a piece of me. It's not a generic drip. Okay, about how to right. cook shrimp et etouffee, 
All right, what color you're gonna paint your walls in the fall to get the best return on it. Nobody cares about the, 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 the 10 buying tips. Okay, 10 home buying tips of 2020. Can you tell me one person that would possibly even think about opening an email like that or reading that, that, that blurb? No, it's not gonna happen. You know, they want real information. They wanna know what you think. This is how you build a brand, Tyler. Okay. By, by giving your two cents on certain, on whatever's going on at the time. People wanna know what you think. When you tell people what you think via social media, see, I view my weekly email as a social media platform. It's a place where I post original, consistent content. That's the key to a personal brand, consistent, original content, or whatever platform that you're trying to grow your personal brand on. You know what I mean? So uh, let, let, let me dig into this a little bit further, right? Because, um, and, and this is what a lot of listeners want to know, right? Is, is for you to have 25, I mean, over 5,000, right? Upwards of 25% of your people open your emails every single week, which is yeah. phenomenal, right? And in a marketing community, that's amazing. Um, your, your two cents, right? That original content that you're putting in there and you said you're going to create that, what does that consist of, right? And you're saying, I mean, you're real broad and saying, look, it's my two cents on what's going on, but help me understand a little bit more. Uh, give us, maybe give me an example of what you would put into a weekly email right now. Well, you know, bro, the thing is, is too, with that open rates, right? I don't even look at open rates. I think it's a complete mirage, okay? Because okay. The, the real the real magic in, in those numbers is the number that you don't even see. And what is that? It's the impressions of the people who saw it in their inbox, but they just aren't ready yet, but they do appreciate it. And they see it every Wednesday because it's been there every Wednesday since 2007. And in three years, they're going to become interested and start opening it up. So some of your best clients aren't opening the email right now because they aren't ready. And that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. You know what I mean? Right. And that's super interesting to me. The reason I love emails because the organic reach is so high. You got a 90% organic reach with the email. Okay. The other 10% either went to spam or something like they didn't check their email that day or whatever, but you got 90% of the people that see it in their inbox. That's an impression. Social right. media, you're talking about one to 25%. If you're lucky, if your followers seeing what you posted, 25% is tops for social media, right? right? So this is a place where I can stay consistent at a very cheap price and make sure they see see what I got going on and stay engaged. So when you got 5,000 people opening that up every week, staying engaged with the content that I'm providing them on the market, you know that that is a very concentrated group. That's not like I bought some emails or I just threw some people in there. No, this is a very concentrated group of people who are very interested in my market. If you got 5,000 people opening that sucker up every week. Right. Well, in terms of what I'm putting in there and giving my two cents on stuff, like today, for example, today was literally the first week because these hurricanes just popped up quick. I mean, they just came out of nowhere and like one's already hit and the other one's going to hit here tomorrow or something. So, so today, today was really, cause I only do it on Wednesdays. No, I want to keep it consistent unless it's like a real emergency. I have done that a couple of times. Like one time I had like a, a deal, a real still of a deal. It was only like once it was such a good deal that I sent an email out on top of my weekly email. Cause it was such a, such a bargain. But like today, I put, I put the map of where the hurricane is now, you know, it was, it, it's all, it, I've called it the same thing. The subject has been the same the whole time, man, 13 years, Gulf coast market report date, 
right? And then I have that pre-header text, that little teaser that you can, you know, use to get people open it. So today's was hurricane update. This is gotcha. the first time I've mentioned anything about a hurricane to my clients. Now, if the hurricane would have come more to the east and actually been headed towards us, I probably would have sent out an emergency email because listen to what I put in this email. Matter of fact, let me let me pull it up and I'll read you exactly what I put in this email. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Boom. Okay. So I put this uh, I put this map and I've actually made it interactive to where they could click on it and actually go to the map to show them, right? But it says Hurricane Laura approaches. All right. I say lucky enough for our area along the Florida, Alabama Gulf Coast, both Hurricanes Marco and Laura are swinging far west of us. As you can see, the latest location of Laura above. We're not out of the woods yet in terms of hur the hurricane season. I want you to know that I'm here and ready to help you prepare if you need me. And then in bold letters below that, I say, if another storm starts heading our way, please let me know if you need me to go move patio furniture inside, lower hurricane shutters, or anything else I can do to help you secure your property. I'm here to help you, right? So what I'm saying is, is that <laughs> like you, you can feel the Ricky in those words. Well, and, and let me let me jump in real quick, because I've, I've got something written down that you said earlier. Right. You said you said the, the way to be successful is to have the most conversations with the best intentions. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's and that's what comes out in what you're saying right there is is it's not. Hey, let me let me help you sell a house right now. It's look, I'll go move your patio furniture. I'll put mm -hmm. down hurricane shutters, I'll board up windows, I'll sandbag your yard, whatever it is that I need to do, because those are my best intentions, right? Yeah. And that's what you're saying has built this 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 long-term 10, 10 to 20 transactions over a lifetime of a relationship with people is that best intentions, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you you wouldn't believe how many, how many houses of furniture I help people move over the years. You know what I mean? Like I like I could I literally could have had my own moving company and stuff. You know, I haven't done it in a while, you know, because now at this point, you know, I just get I hire people, you know, some of my guys, I can just send them over there, but I'll do that yeah. too. I'll pay for it, you know, I'll help people move, whatever I need to do, you know, I just go above and beyond. So so here's something interesting, food for thought. I don't have a CRM, right? <laughs> Everybody laughs at that. I, okay. I don't believe that it's necessary to remember people's birthdays, right? I, I don't I don't need to remember your birthday. Here's what people want. People want to know that you're gonna jump right on whatever situation that they need you for when they need you. They wanna be able to depend on you. And when they do a transaction or do a, have, have some kind of dealings with you, they wanna have an incredible experience through that transaction or whatever they're trying to do. That's where you win people. It's not remembering birthdays and it's not, it's going above and beyond when they need something and knowing that you are there for them at any given time. That's what really builds the, the relationship deeper. And then when you're hitting them with that email every week, they just never forget you, you know, and if you went above and beyond and then you hit them with that email forever, they just never forget you. I mean, it's, it's, it's a right. done job, right. man. It's money in the bank. Well, we've, we've all got that relationship in our life where, it's it's the friend that you don't talk to for two or three or four years, but as soon as you do, it's like it's like no time has ever gone by, right? Yeah. We've all got that relationship. And what you're saying is 
that's the type of relationship that I build with these people. I don't have to follow up on their birthday or their anniversary every year, but when, but when they need me, I'm there. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and, that, and that goes back to those best intentions, right? Yeah. Is, uh, is, is, so you're, you're not, you're not, you're not hitting them with fluff. You're hitting them with, look, here's a market update. Here's what's going on. I'm your real estate guy. But when you need me, I'm there to move your furniture, to sandbag your yard, let, to put down your hurricane shutters, move them, wh whatever, right? Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I mean, it, and, it, and it really it really resonates with a lot of the other top performing agents that we've had on this podcast is people that come in, they go, look, every single person has a BSO meter, right? And, and, when, you're, and when you're there just to get a sale or to ask for a referral, that, that thing really, that needle really pins and they go, oh man, my BSO meter is really going off here. Mm -hmm. uh, and what you're saying is you can avoid all of that by, by simply going into it with the idea that I'm going to help people and the money comes later. The success in real estate comes later. Is that accurate? That's what you're saying? Well, see, but there's a happy medium there. It doesn't have to come later, right? A lot of people, okay. a lot of people look at what I do and they say, oh, I can't wait a year right? I can't wait months. And I'm like, well, you might want to go get another job because I don't care what you do. Okay. Nothing is going to produce something right now. Even if you sold something today, you're still 30, 40 days out from a paycheck. Right. right. So here's, here's the kicker to it all. Okay. okay. Closings happen every single day. Closings are happening all around you right now, all around you, man. Look at MLS and see how many closings was in your market yesterday the day before, today, last week, every single day, depending on the size of your market. I mean, the big cities are having probably, I don't know, hundreds of closings a day or more. I don't know. I don't know how many LA and Miami, I don't know how many closings those kind of markets have on a daily basis, but I'm sure it is massive. Uh, the volume that, that happens in those, those places are massive. But even me, I'm small town Alabama, you know, and we're looking at, a hundred, you know, probably a hundred or so closings every single day, something like that. I mean, so, so what it comes down to is that if closings are happening every day and the key to all closings is having conversations with people to build relationships so that they then think of you as their friend and that's how they choose their real estate agent. If you're out in the market talking to as many people as you can, let's go back to who talks to the most people with the best intentions. If you're talking to the most people, you're you're gonna there's no way that you can help but to stumble upon tons of people that are looking to do business right now today. And so when you think about the business like I do, in one swoop motion, in one one action, you're actually building your business for right now today and the future at the same time. It comes back to being most efficient, okay? Which which, which I want to I want to dive into efficiency on this because and, and I ask everybody, Tyler, okay? And okay. I'm going to ask you, okay? And I'm going to ask the video guy here. I'm going to ask, you know, thousands of people that watch this. And I, I, I hope to God that somebody emails me or, or messages me something because I've yet to get an answer to this question. And I've asked tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of agents, right? Is there any activity more efficient, more productive, okay, than calling the exact property owners that you want to represent for two cents a piece to create lifelong relationships and friendships with them forever, followed up by a weekly email. 
right? Because here, here's what I see. Here's what I see. All the different ways that you can create business and generate leads, okay? So let, let's say Zillow, uh, Realtor.com, um, uh, open houses, direct mail, um, networking events, um, you know, postcards, social media, um, you know, all the different things except for cold calling, right? Everything but cold calling property owners. Okay. I, I look at all those activities and I think to myself, okay, what is the objective? What, what are these agents trying to accomplish when they're doing all these activities? Right. And, and, and the answer is they're trying to, they're trying to initiate a conversation with the property owner. And so right. it comes right back to they're spending all that time and money and energy and effort just to come right back to what? Talking to a property owner on the phone. Yeah. When, when you could skip all that time, money, and energy, and I'm even talking about social media, I'm talking about everything. You could skip all that time, money, and energy, and just for two cents a piece, just sit here and call property owner after property owner after property owner that owns the exact property. People spend $200 for a lead, a Zillow lead, of somebody that's just a random person in their market they could have met at Walmart. $200. You could, you could have got 10,000, 10,000 property owners for $200. 10,000 for $200 and called them <laughs> 2,000 versus one random person versus 10,000 targeted people. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't, I look at the industry and I see all the activities agents do to try to avoid calling, to buy Zillow lead for $200, to then do what when they get the lead? Call. Pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting, Ricky. Maybe you can confirm or, 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 or uh, may, maybe validate my thought here is all of these other things that you've mentioned are, they're valid ways to get business, right? We can't, uh, I can go on and I can create, yep, I can create an Instagram account and, and build a following and that's going to generate leads over and, and, and properties over time. But my, my personal thought here is I can't, I can't guarantee that 15,000 followers on Instagram is going to continually provide me with listings, but I can guarantee a continual uh, inventory of listings if I'm picking up the phone and proactively reaching out and prospecting. Is that is that a fair assumption that I have? I mean, here, everything works, you know, everything. That's the thing. Everything, when you can build your business, I've seen agents build their business on open houses. I've seen agents... I'm not a big for sale by owner fan, right? To be honest with you. I've seen agents build massive businesses on for sale by owners. I've seen agents build massive businesses on Zillow leads. I've seen agents build massive businesses on just direct mail, only direct mail. They won't call, they won't do anything. Just send them direct mail. People call them, they do deals and they have massive businesses. So everything works. Okay. That's a, that's a given, right? Okay. But here's the problem with the industry. And especially new agents, they come in and everybody's trying to tell them different things to do. Oh, you should do this, you should do that. And they don't know what to do. So they become overwhelmed and there's like 10 things that they could do and all of them work. But the problem is they spread themselves too thin across too many activities and they don't really become a master at any of these activities. And they end up in a really bad position because they're not really going all in. What you have to do is you have to pick out the top two or three things and you know that you're losing business by not doing the other things. Like I know that if I was doing more social media from a real estate business, I would get business from that. Right. But, but right. I can only focus on the top two or three things 
and really horn in and master those things. For me, it's a weekly email and it's calling and following up and selling properties. And see, it, it all comes down to how much you can handle. That keeps my cup full where that's all I can handle and all I can handle is all I can handle. I had 30 pending deals two weeks ago. I closed nine of them. I'll put two more under contract. I lost one yesterday. I'm negotiating two right now. I've never had 30 pending deals at one time. You know, I'm in the middle of one of my best years ever. And like, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm good. You know, like I'm, I'm not out here beating the streets. Like, you know, where's another one? They're just coming to me from the personal brand I built through the email over the years. But everything works, man. You just have to really focus on the top two or three main things that you feel like is the most effective. And this is, I'm telling you, please, somebody watching this, email me or DM me or something and tell me something better, a better strategy than calling the exact property owners that you want to work with for two cents a piece and create lifelong friendships with them forever. Please tell me. So it, it, I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you on all of this. And right as you're saying all this, we have we have a handful of questions that have come in that are really good. So the first one is Carrie from Facebook. And she says, okay, so everything works, but what's most efficient? And you 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 just finished a thought by saying you got to find what what you feel like is going to be the one that works best for you. How does somebody do that without trying all of these different things? Or is that the solution? Listen, man, when you look at all the different activities, okay, when you look at open houses and you look at Zillow leads and you look at Facebook and you look at direct mail and you look at all the different things you can do, okay, all of those activities come right back to communicating with people voice to voice verbally. Without the verbal voice to voice connection and consultation, there's no deal, no deal. All right, let's make a deal, no deal. So, so what it all comes back to every single, all roads lead back to the same place. And that is skills of ver well, it's verbal communication okay. and creating that, that, that moment where they feel comfortable with you enough to do business with you. Right. And so if you're doing open houses and you talk to people, if you know, you got to follow up with them after the open house, if you're doing Zillow leads, you have to call them. If you're not good at, the actual talking to the people and you try to avoid that part of it to get to, I don't know what you're trying, you're trying to avoid talking to people and you end up talking to people. It just, it still doesn't make sense to me. But if you realize that the key to it all is who talks to the most people with the best intentions and has the, the highest level of communication skills in terms of talking to them like they are your family, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At that point, it shouldn't matter if you're called cold calling property owners, you know, sitting at your office, it, it all should be the same thing. You're getting on the phone, you're checking on people, seeing how they're doing, see if there's something you can do to help them and having fun with it. The problem is people look at cold calling and they think, oh God, this is gonna be horrible. When it's really one of the most exciting, fun things that you can do, if you'll just reverse your mindset and get in there and say, I'm gonna have fun with, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something a little different today. I'm gonna have fun with this. You know, and you get on the phone and you laugh. Somebody gets mad at you, you just laugh at them. You hang up on them before they hang up on you. You know what I mean? You have great conversations. You have bad conversations. At the end of the day, you're building your business. And if you can have those five great conversations every day, five days a week for three years, you're the number one agent in your area. Nobody knows how you did it. That's awesome. Let me jump to another question here from Myrtle Hall. She says, has he done those three processes? Because you just mentioned a few minutes ago, you said, 
um, I send a weekly email and I get on the phone, I follow up and I list properties. And so she says, have you done those three processes since getting into the business or have you changed once you got successful in the business? So how has your scaled business now that you've, as you mentioned, people are coming to you. How has, how have those, those three processes changed? Well, man, look, I, like I said from the beginning, I did it all wrong, right? I didn't do a weekly email. I wasn't trying to build relationships day one. I had to lose everything and realize all this mid midpoint of my, my career. And so when I came back, yes, from day one in 2000, at the end of 2007, all right, 2008 is when I went full time. I was still working on the oil rig. But yes, 2007, I started doing this weekly email. I didn't stop making calls and doing all the things that you're talking about until 2017. 2017 was the first year I made a million dollars and I've made a million every year since in real estate. And I've been, once you build your database up, see what you have to do is you have to continue building your database until your income is to the level that you want it. And once you, like if all you want is 250 a year, build your database up until you're making 250 a year and then you can just focus on your database and you will maintain that 250 a year if you want to go to 500 you can't stop there you got to keep making those calls and meeting new people and building that database up till you're making 500 then you can relax and and and, and uh just coast on your database because what happens with your database is you start getting referrals referrals of referrals it will organically continue to grow not as fast as if you're making calls and really pushing and really trying to push the the snowball up the hill right and so i built and built and built and built until i got to my million that's where i wanted to be and now i've rested on my database ever since and i've continued every year to stay right there and this year will be the best year I ever had so no i continue to push 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 you know, until I got where I wanted to be. It's really that's it's really simple stuff, guys. It's it's extremely simple. The problem is nobody wants to go through what I went through. That's the problem. They want they want the million. They want to do 100 deals a year and they want to say, oh, it must be nice and this and that. And, you know, uh, how to do it. But they don't want to go through 15 years of 100,000 calls with my finger. They don't want to do that part. Yeah, that's a lot of phone calls. 10 years of dialing and prospecting is a lot of work. Now, another question here, Tom Feldner, he says, no CRM, but what do you use? So how, what, how, how yeah, what, what do you I, do for 19,000 emails? What I use for just to send the email out is constant contacts. That's the system okay. I use. Okay. Um, and by the way, guys, all this stuff is at zero to diamond.com. I've got a complete course that runs through the, my entire system for you guys. It's totally free. You guys can go there and watch a video on me, screen sharing my computer and making an email, start a free trial with Constant Contacts. But in Constant Contacts, you're going to think this is hilarious, man, but okay. in, in Constant Contacts, literally, are is just a list of 19,000 email addresses. No names, no phone numbers, no notes, right? I don't know who these people are, okay? They're getting my email and they call me when they're ready to do something. You know what I mean? That's that is crazy. I am laughing at that. Like you, you want to create a business. Where, <laughs> listen, man, you want to create a business where you build a brand. You want to build a business where people come to you. That that's that isn't that what everybody wants? Business just coming to them. You know, I haven't tried to get a deal since 2017. It is all just the snowball that I built is a monster. It's a machine. Five thousand people are still opening this email every week. Those people are engaged with me, okay? 
I'm going to knock down two or three deals a week off that. Okay. I mean, that's just, that's just numbers. Okay. That's just facts. That's crazy. I, I, I love it. I think that it's, it's fantastic. And, and what, what's so, what's so awesome, Ricky, is you have this mentality of how simple it all is. And I think that people do try to overcomplicate things. And so anytime you and I are on the phone or, or we're, we're working together to try to get something done, you always, you're, you're always right to the point. You go, okay, well, how do we do this? Right. And, and, and you just make it simple. And I think that that's one thing that a lot of people struggle with is the ability to simplify. And uh, if I could, if I could take your simplicity and bottle it and sell it, that'd that's be the way I'm to do it. Do. <laughs> I know. That's right? What I'm trying to do, man. I'm trying to show everybody how sim- I'm not even trying to sell it. I'm just trying to bottle up and give it to people. Yeah. Well, yeah. You are really, really that simple. And that's what, that's what's so crazy about going back to the coaching industry some of these trainers and coaches and gurus, they're trying to make the business seem very complicated and very, you know, hard to figure out and stuff. You know what I mean? And they've got the secret sauce and all you got to do is give them a thousand dollars and they're going to make all your dreams come true kind of deal. And I'm telling you right now, do not pay for coaching. Do not, you know, buy into this 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 facade that you have to pay for something a lot of people are like oh well you're not investing in yourself or hey you'll make it back in one sale okay those are all red flags guys okay stay away go to zero to diamond.com reach out to me with questions i answer every single instagram message every day i just got through um answering a, a batch right before i hopped on this call so um, i'm here to help you guys and you should really think about taking advantage of it before it's too late because one day I'm not going to be able to answer my DMs. <laughs> so I've, I've got a couple extra questions as we wrap up here. Um, rapid fire, yeah. rapid fire. Here, here, here you go. How many people do you need in your weekly emails till you reach the saturation point where future clients will start to call you for listing appointment? So, so this person's saying, look, we all, yes, we all want business to come in. How many do I need to, 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 to start having those deals come in? You said two to three off a night, two to three week is typically what you get off of 19,000 emails. So Listen, if somebody's got 10,000 emails. I think that, I think that when you get your email list up to five to 10,000, you're in a place where you probably don't have to make any more calls. You don't have to really do much out. You can just work that database from there. You know, when you hit, five to 10,000, somewhere in there, you'll, your business will be where it wants to be. I, I, I literally stopped somewhere in the 12,000 range and those extra ones that got to 19, that was organic. That was through referrals and different things, you know, over the past three or four years, you know, so like it will continue to grow at some point, but you, you gotta, you gotta push it and get it to a point. You really gotta go hard. It's like, you have to think, man, I need like a thousand people yesterday. You know, that's the way you need to be thinking. I, I, I love it. So one more question here from Ann Webb. She says, who's your website provider? Who does all your website hosting? My website provider is Webinate, right? They're a guy, it's a guy here locally. And uh, he does a great deal and amazing websites. He does my real estate website and my, my coaching website. And we do other things together. But he does a really great deal for uh, for people that, you know, say that they're, you know, they're working with me or whatever. So, like, if any of you guys want a website, just go to Zero to Diamond down at the below. There's a link and you can connect with Chris to build a website. Awesome. 
Ricky, we're right up to the to the time here. It's been an awesome almost hour here that we've spent talking together. I think I think the biggest gold nugget that I took away was uh, was was where you mentioned, look, the key is to talk to as many homeowners as possible with the best intentions, right? Which I think is that that giant asterisk there is you can talk to lots of people, but if 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 you're not willing to go into it with the best of intentions, then it's uh, just not going to be nearly as efficient. So thank you for spending time with us. And all of you listeners who've been with us, thank you for being with us. Uh, we see people on here week after week, session after session. We're grateful for you loyal listeners. If you're new to the podcast and you want to get updates about this, please make sure to go to theredx.com, click the podcast link upper in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll be given a, a form that you can fill out to get the updates for the webinars. We do this almost every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we're always interviewing great guys and gals like Ricky who are who are doing amazing things in their business in spite of, of uh, anything that, that, that might be going on, in spite of hurricanes and pandemics and anything else that we see, people doing amazing things. So we're grateful for that, Ricky. Ricky, if you'll hang out with me here for just a few more minutes, we'll talk about some things post-show. Guys and gals, we'll be back on here Friday at 1.30 Mountain Time. Thank you so much for being with us today and have a great rest of your week.